And now another edition of Traveling with Paul Lasley and Elizabeth Harriman. Every edition of Traveling with Paul Lasley and Elizabeth Harriman airs weekdays on the American Forces Network in countries around the world. Each show is also available as a podcast at ontravel.com and at iTunes. Just use the keyword on travel. Here's Paul and Elizabeth. Are you ready to travel again? Well, that's coming up today on traveling, along with, well, when we are ready to travel again, one of the most exotic places you can go is Indonesia. So that's all coming up today. I'm Elizabeth Harriman. And I'm Paul Lasley. And, well, if we have lots of exotic destinations, who else do we turn to but Max Hartorn, who is the editor and de facto creator and spiritual hub of GoNomad.com. Max, welcome back to Traveling. Great to be with you guys on this day when we're all thinking about, gosh, we got to travel. In fact, I'm happy to say that I'm actually going to be traveling this week, which is, I haven't said that in four long months, folks. And where are you traveling to, Max? On Thursday morning, I'm going to head out west from my house in western Massachusetts. I'm going to head over to New York State, and I'm going to go to Chautauqua Lake and Watkins Glen and the Thousand Islands. So I got some fun stuff in store for for some safe safe uh, hotels i i i was a little uh, con- disconcerted when somebody shared a video with me the other day that showed um an inside edition secret uh, report where they went into hotels and they stenciled some sort of removable logo on the bottom of a bed sheet and then they went back the next day and checked in as if they were a different person and the beds were never laundered and they were mm. horrified oh, <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> So I'm hoping that my hotels do not follow suit. It was actually the Trump Hotel in New York City that they didn't wash the sheets and the pillowcases. It was horrifying. Mm. But I'd like to think that's an uh, that's just a, an a little blip. Well, an yes, aberration, exactly. Especially because now hotels are really uh, umpi- upping the ante. I mean, they have increased their cleaning protocols. Um, they are, you know, cleaning more frequently. They're deep cleaning. They are even, you know, after room's been cleaned, a lot of them are putting a label on the door saying this has not been entered since the room has been cleaned. And they're doing all kinds of, and and there, a lot of them are requiring masks in public areas, social distancing, only so many people in an elevator at the time. So, but you have an article about that by uh, consumer reporter, Christopher Elliott. You have an article about that on your website, gonomad.com. Um, so what is Chris saying about ready to travel again? What are some of the well, highlights you know, of that article? It, yeah, Chris's article was basically like a survey. He went through different places and talked about the readiness of different places. Mm. One thing, one last thing about that hotel room. I sure. think the one thing to keep in mind is that the most dangerous thing in the hotel room is the remote yes. on the TV. Absolutely. And also they say that, that you don't have to worry about the sheets. It's the comforter. It's the outside bedspread that's mm-hmm. the dirtiest. So never lie on the bedspread when you first get to a hotel. And be careful with the sanitize that that uh, remote before you touch it. But anyway, Chris Elliott's been writing a lot of neat things during this pandemic. He's really taken on a good role of a person who shares interesting things. And first, the thing in that article that you referred to, he talks about Reno, Nevada, you know, the biggest little city in the world, Reno. He goes and goes through the El Dorado Casino, and it was empty. 
And I think you're going to find that with most of these casinos because they're saying that you're not allowed to play any of those games like involving cards like poker and Baccarat and I believe roulette. All those are not going to be available. So you're just going to be able to plunk money into, into the old, uh, the old uh, you know, one-armed bandit, and that's about it. And, of course, you won't be able to hang out at any bars. They'll be standing room only. I think that's one of the things they're really going to be doing is getting people to not hang out the way you normally do in a casino. So that's going to be a tough slog. I know that in my part of the world, the MGM casino is, is looking at a next week to reopen. But I feel so bad for these people who work there. Thousands of employees have been sitting on their hands for three months. I, I feel for the people who work in casinos. It's really, uh, and, and that's been very evident in Las Vegas, which has really suffered from this. And, of course, now you have the whole situation where business and conventions are a huge part of any town's uh, sort of economic base. And uh, it's just not good to be in large groups. And yeah. <laughs> no, it isn't. No. Yeah, so as, I, as a result, that business is hurting. And Las Vegas is in the middle of building, I think, the I don't know, one of the top five largest convention centers in the world. I think it's going to be a couple of miles from one end to the other, something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, there's an appetite for conventions that's unsatiable. But like, for instance, you know, they, I just read last on, on Sunday morning as a TV show about Toby Keith doing a huge concert at a drive-in movie theater. Yes. Maybe the drive-in movie theaters. You know what Walmart's going to be doing? Walmart is going to be bringing in movies and playing movies in parking lots in 160 Walmart stores throughout the United States. Smart so people. they're going to have some fun with it. They're going to have some fun with it. Drive-ins are back. So drive-ins, uh, they're doing drive-in uh, restaurants, drive-in movies. I predict that there's a cold comeback in drive-ins that... Maybe it will be so kind of nostalgic, trendy, that it might even last after the COVID-19 pandemic. And I really feel, I mean, I, of course, um, we're, we're, Americans are not supposed to travel outside the United States anyway to, right actually. now, all non-essential travel. No, it's, no it's still level us. four. And, um, and, and the other thing is, of course, we'd love to travel to Europe, but the Europeans won't have us. They don't want it. We can't, we're not allowed to go to the European community. If you well, are, the only if thing you're is in about Europe, that though, is, go ahead. You know, you're right. You, there are exceptions. Like, for instance, you can go to Europe if they have family there and if they have pressing business. But the thing is, I think here's the real truth. Those countries are so in need of the money that the United States spends. I read this thing about $70 billion a year. It's brought over there by the Americans. So we may have COVID, but we have big wallets that they need. So they're going to take that two weeks at a time. And I will guarantee you before the summer's out, there's going to be flights that are going to be full of Americans because there's no way Europe, places like France, Italy, Germany, they can't go on without that United States money. And so there's a big talk and there's a big saying, oh, we don't care about the money. But the truth is that always comes down to it. And I think that there's going to be a way to make it work just well, like in these other parts above the country. The other thing is, of course, a lot of our listeners live in Europe, so they can travel within the European community uh, sure. just fine. Yeah. So that's uh, so that's good news for a lot of our listeners. Well, that's right. Exactly. And, yeah. and of course, as, as your article points out, and you have pointed out for months now, really, it's strange to be saying months, but uh, no one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, you know, it's fact this is... One of the things about COVID is it's so changeable yeah. that it could, uh, next next hour could change or the next day or the next week or whatever. So it's very, very difficult to know where we're going. And I think that impacts 
uh, travelers' minds. Absolutely, and especially yeah, since it's true. Yeah, they yeah. keep talking about it spiking again, but you know, it hasn't unspiked. <laughs> there hasn't well, been. A, I mean, it hasn't gone down. So in I the think. States, well, it has. It has in, in my United state. States. I'm proud oh, well, to say, good. in good. the United States, there's only four states where it's gone down significantly, and in in our state, in Massachusetts, Connecticut, uh, New York. And I believe Vermont, we've seen a decrease to the point where we have two-digit death rates. I mean, that's really unheard of. And, and you look at California, you're looking at hundreds and hundreds of deaths. Oh, and yeah. so there are places where it's gone down. But, geez, you know, you're right. How do you plan things? How do you buy tickets ahead of time when two weeks from now things could be different? And you saw, you just mentioned when we first got on the air, they had re-beat, they had brought back the um, the closings that they had taken away. So mm-hmm. it's really difficult to know. And all, thank God, you know, this is fluid and, and the thing is, too, that with a, with a disease like this, it can change in a couple weeks. So things can get better in a couple weeks, just the way they can get worse. Um, but you might have heard in the article, I want to just go back to Chris's article. Sure. Chris talks a little bit about Sicily, and Sicily is planning to subsidize the cost of plane tickets, and they'll pay for one of your every three nights in a hotel. But I think that's only for people from other parts of Italy and other parts of Europe. So, you know, there's some generosity going on. People yes. really want to bring this business back together. And the you know, other thing I, taking their own. Yeah, the other thing yeah, I would ahead. recommend is is to at this point book through a travel agent because they can get you if if you if things do change. Well, number one, they're on top of what's open and what's closed. And then if things do change, they can get you your refund, they can handle your cancellation, they can get you, they can rebook you because it is so fluid. Uh, this is a time you really want to work with a professional travel advisor. I agree with you, Elizabeth, and I'm not a big travel agent person, but I think in this situation where the kinds of discounts and the kinds of things that you can get and the refunds that you're going to need, certainly a good thing to keep in mind and I think a good thing to be prepared for. Let's just hope that in a couple of months we're doing this show, we're talking about fun travel things without all these darn restrictions. But let's talk a little bit about a uh, let, let's go back to our armchair, Elizabeth All and right. Paul. Let's uh, go to the how about the how about the Ijen Crater in Indonesia? How's that grab you? That sounds so exotic, and I'm uh, the photos look amazing that are on your website, gonomad.com. Tell us about the Ijen Crater in yeah. East Java. Okay. In East Java, yeah. Well, it was just a fascinating story. One of these kinds of stories that lands on my lap. I had no idea. I've never heard of the Ijen Crater, have you? No, never heard no. of it. And it is, I've never been to East Java. I'm hoping to get there someday. But apparently in East Java, there is a, a big market for sulfur. They, they have ah. to mine sulfur. And sulfur is used for various things. I'm not sure what. Maybe it's the, top, is it the tips of matches that they need. Mm. But sulfur is, is carried out of the mine by these workers. And it looks like it's like golden. So this, it smells uh, terrible. You know, sulfur yes. smells like rotten eggs. Yeah. So if you ever have an old egg in your refrigerator, it tastes <laughs> like sulfur. Or if you go to a hot tub, sometimes you just have a sulfuric hot tub. It has that awful mm. smell. Yeah. But our writer, this, this young woman named Caitlin Ashworth, took a walk all the way down and, and went to the bottom of this amazing crater where they, you go all the way down. And on the way down, you, the people are coming up with these big pieces of sulfur, but there's flames that are burning on the, in this crater oh, on God. the bottom. Wow. And it's fascinating. You know, I love this kind of stuff. And I don't know where she found about this. I think maybe she just might've been in East Java. And then somebody told her, have you been to Ijen crater yet? And of mm. course you gotta go, I guess you gotta go. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, it's a 20, 20 kilometer wide uh, volcano. 
and you can walk down to the bottom of that. And there's actual plant coffee plantations and waterfalls inside the caldera. This is fascinating. It's a little bit like, it reminds me a little bit of the Azores. I went to the Azores Islands a couple of times and they have those wonderful, you know, former volcanoes, which are now these very lush giant holes. And you can visit those as well. Wow. Well, and, and well, the photographs look amazing and she calls it the, uh, or whoever did the headline, uh, a trek to the blue flames. Whoa. I mean, is that that right. doesn't yeah. that just make you want to read that? I, I, read I want to trek to like the a blue giant flames. Grill. You know, like read a big, it. A big gas oh, grill. Like yeah. a like a yeah, like a like like think of the uh, the gas on your stove. Take a, <laughs> take blue, a steak. Blue flames. Hmm? Take a steak. Take a steak, a steak along. <laughs> you know, one of the things to do, and this is so important. Uh, because, uh, Max, I know you run a lot of adventure travel things, and thank heaven you do, and there are so many things. Check the local conditions before you do any of this, because that can change about as fast as COVID-19. Well, and because this volcano is an active volcano. Now, one nice thing about volcanoes is they Your can... steak cooks faster. <laughs> yes, your steak cooks faster, but also typically they can usually predict the activity, although not always. But um, but anyway, so yeah, be aware of that. It is an active volcano, and yet miners are going um, uh, going down, down there, there all the time. Right. In fact, it says in the article that a, a sulfur miner died after volcanic volcanic activity um, at one point. But, it, is, um, it is amazing. So, so be aware. There is a volcano in, oh, in every neighborhood in uh, Indonesia. Oh, it is a very, yeah, it's Absolutely. a hot spot. That's right. It is like yeah. Mexico. It's a very volcanic uh, place. Now, so so if you're, you're packing your bags and you're yeah. thinking about East Java for your 2021 holiday, I'd like you to also know about some of the things that you should and shouldn't do if you visit the large archipelago known as Indonesia, the largest Muslim country in the world, has many, many rules and regulations about what you can and cannot say, oh, and can us. and cannot do. Yeah, tell us. And Amber, Amber Thomas wrote a story. It was called A Guide to What Not to Say or Do in Indonesia. And she went through some interesting things. We've done several of these stories where we talk about local customs and things that you shouldn't do. We did one about Thailand. Mm. Um, it's very interesting to me you know, how, how things that are normal to us are so different to other people. So, well, but in the article, she lists some things, and this is simply just good travel advice. She says, don't ever drink the tap water in Indonesia. Yeah. Just about everywhere, the water is so bad, nobody drinks it. They all use bottled water. And, you know, it, you can um, – you can really get pretty sick. Uh, you know, basically, you have to be yeah. careful about ice cubes, right. about even when you try to wash your produce, if you were in a place where you wanted to buy food, mm. you just stick with bottled water for everything. And that's too bad, but that's the way it is in many countries, I'm sure you guys have been to before, where you just can't really trust it. Um, and I'm amazed people can survive on just bottled water, but they do. Yes. Um, now, the, the other thing in Indonesia is very important is that uh, there's many elderly people in Indonesia, like there are in many parts of Asia, and you need to call them the right names. Oh. You address them as, if it's a man, it's a bapak, and it's a woman, it's an ibu. Okay. And it's just like saying sir and miss. So you don't go up to somebody and say, hey, you say bapak, and then you talk oh. to the man. And then ibu, if it's a, a woman. Just like in Spanish, you know, you might say damas, Yes. Uh, for an older woman, damas, you know, you're not going to say senorita, uh -huh. you know, you're, you're going to say damas. It's a, it's a term of respect. So respect is all about that. I love Asia for that reason. There's such a tremendous amount of respect for elderly people, for people who are seniors, people who have had life experiences longer 
there's always much more respect, I think, than than we're used to here. We're kicking them to the curb in the United States, but in places like Asia, well, of course, you guys are still just like me. You're still hanging in there, but, but they don't have the respect. Nobody's has kicked us to the curb yet. Yeah. Well, we certainly so will. God. We will tomorrow. certainly never. You never know. We will certainly not. You never know. Uh, Max Hartshorn to the curb. He is our special guest today on traveling. He is the editor of GoNomad.com, and He's you are traveling. sort of a correspondent. He's actually. a correspondent. He's wormed here. our way into uh, uh, wormed his way into our affection. Uh, yes, That's and right. <laughs> yes, and uh, we hope that we have wormed our way into your affections. You are traveling on the American Forces Network and at OnTravel.com. I'm Elizabeth Harriman here with Paul Lastly. So, uh, Max, did, are you still there, Max? Yes, I'm, okay. yeah, I'm sorry, I'm right here. Yeah, I want to talk about one other, one, a couple of the other rules. Sure. Um, one of the things in you have to be careful about when you're sitting down to eat in Indonesia. Now, you know this includes Bali and Java and Sumatra. These are all part of Indonesia. It's you have to say before you sit down to eat, you have to say makan. Ah. That means eat, but it, it sort of means like it means it's time to eat together. I but see. if you um you can't you can't just sit down and start eating. You have to say makan and then nod, and the person nods to you, and then you sort of both go ahead and enjoy your noodles or whatever it is that they've made for you. That's a really nice custom. You know, Paul and I have traveled in Indonesia, but it was many years ago, and we learned about some of these things. We didn't actually learn about that one. I hope we didn't embarrass ourselves by not saying makan before we eat, but but it, we did learn some very interesting things, um, and, and I do remember the definitely the respect for the older people, and they're very. Um, they don't uh, smile a lot, you know. Uh, it, it, it's sort of you have to know somebody to be able to to feel it's okay to smile, and they're very um, even the way they eat. I know they um, they eat with their hands a lot because they said it's important not just to smell the food and see it, but to to, to sense what it feels like, you know, you could say, well, the temperature I is, think so the too, temperature yeah. is. Lots of, they have no, lots you're right. of lovely traditions uh, throughout Indonesia. It's a wonderful place yes. to visit. Well, okay, and you could look that one of the photographs in the article in the article about Indonesia customs is a photograph of some of the dollar, some of the rupiah, the rupees, which ah. are the money. Uh -huh. And you'll notice that they don't smile. They don't smile in these pictures, as mm -hmm. you just said. There's not a, not a lot of smiling going on. These are serious people. But one of the other things that our author has said to us in the article I thought was very good, she said a lot of times Indonesians are not on time. They're, they're, they call it fashion, fashionably late. Yes. I don't think it's like Mexico where it's, I don't think it's like Mexico where it's endemically late, like Italy where it's just out of control late. They're just a little bit more relaxed. I mean, I wouldn't. Italy is really over the top. I mean, I never forget in Italy waiting for a tour guide to come 20 minutes late, for God's sake. I said, you're my host and you're late. I don't feel bad at all. But uh, yeah, it's important that they're a little bit late, but they're not, they don't take offense to it. And a couple of the other things. Well, if, for instance, um, you might be given a small um, token or, so, or allowed to do something in, in, in Bali. And you might think, oh, that's so nice. They're letting me do this. And they're taking my picture. Well, you got to pay somebody yes. a little bit for that privilege. Uh -huh. You got to pay, yeah. You got to yeah. put a little pay out, and 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 it's not a bribe. It's just a just a, a thank you, yes. and it's not a lot of rupiah because I think that you can see these notes 
are very large numbers of rupiah for very little money. Right. But uh, it's important to remember to, for the small little tips. But the natives will charge you for taking their pictures or looking at a certain scene or even taking a picture of them in a traditional dress. That costs a tiny bit of money. Now, you know, many people in Africa have found this and probably yeah. been very offended by it. I don't buy I don't think it's that much money they're looking for. But right. you really don't. I mean, if somebody watches your car, watches your car, watches over your car in South America, uh-huh. you know, you've got to definitely give that person some money because you parked it there and they made sure nobody messed up your car. Maybe the same thing would be in Indonesia, but on a more a casual level. Like, for instance, there's a picture of a woman sitting in a um, in a little tree, like a little bird's nest. That's beautiful. And that's not free. And that's oh! not free. That's what they need you to know. You can yeah. pose in yeah. that, but then, but they'll uh, there's a fee for that. Uh, well, that, that makes exactly. sense, actually. I can understand that. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, and now the other thing that happens quite a bit in Africa is people um, are in a in tourist parts of Africa, and they say, Mufuno, Mufuno, and it means white person. And they're oh. just so surprised to see somebody that they're just yelling, that, that, uh-huh. there's a white person. You know, and it might be disconcerting for us to say to hear somebody saying that, but they're just purely shocked. Well, in uh, in Indonesia, they say, Buell. B-U-L-E, Buell. Uh-huh. And that's what they call non-Indonesian. So you might, it might be a spectacle. You might be considered a spectacle if you're a Buell, but I don't think that you're being called anything other than what you are, which is different from the people in Indonesia. I think you're right. We, we, we you know, especially Paul and I, who are <laughs> blonde and short, uh, we might, might look very different. But, um, but yeah, and, and, and what we found is that they are just unfailingly gracious, though. Just what lovely, uh, you know, warm, uh, gracious people. Again, I guess maybe these um, customs that they've had that uh, uh, sort of oil the, oil the wheels of society. Uh, they're just very respectful and polite to each other, including visitors. I mean, I, we always felt so welcome, and, and they were very gracious to us the, the whole time we were yeah. there. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think that um, there's just like this article talks a little bit about how, you you know, you have to sort of get used to being looked at yes. and that they might all come over. Like I remember when we were just in Japan I and mean, we were in China in October, mm-hmm. I did a segment with Paul about my Zhang Zhizhi thing. And, and there were so many scenes where we were with some people that were really, and you had a couple of very tall African-American women and a couple of guys that were very large mm-hmm. and the Chinese just couldn't get, they couldn't get enough of pictures with them. They thought it was so funny and it was, they were so cute about it. They weren't at all rude. They were just like, no. stand here, take our picture with us. Um, so we're different. Uh, we're going to move on a little bit. Uh, actually, Max, we're, we have moved on to almost the end of the hour. But, uh, you know, we will have you, well, the end of the show, I should say. It's about a half an hour. Uh, but we'll, we'll have, have another, you back. another visit. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about um, what is next. We will talk about on your next visit. Give us a teaser. What were you going to talk about? Well, I have a wonderful story I'm publishing today um, about a part of Spain called Castilla y Leon, which oh. is a really it's the largest province in Spain. We're going to publish that story today. Coming out, my good friend Paul Schul, and I'm editing a story. I just got the photos for a trip to Saudi Arabia that was written oh. by my friend John Henderson. So maybe we can chat about those the next time we visit do next, it with each other. Next time, Spain and Saudi Arabia. Well, in the meantime, you can find a. All about, and this is a wonderful uh, article on Indonesia. It's so important before you travel anywhere to research the local customs. This is a terrific article. Uh, GoNomad.com is full of lots of 
fabulous, uh, useful information, places around the world. And Max Hartshorn, it's been a delight to have you with us again. Always a pleasure, you guys, and we'll talk to you next time. And thank you for being with us. I'm Elizabeth Harriman. I'm Paul Leslie. Stay safe. Join Paul and Elizabeth at any time since each episode of Traveling is available as a podcast on iTunes, keyword on travel, and at ontravel.com. You can join the global community on Twitter and Facebook at OnTravel Media, and you can email at traveling at ontravel.com. Your suggestions for show topics and comments are always welcome. Join us next time on the American Forces Network and at ontravel.com. I'm Fred Sater. 